You are listening to episode two of Regrets, Let's Share a Few. This episode is called, If a Teenager Gets It, Why Don't the Adults? There are three speakers in this conversation, a teenager, his grandmother, and his father. Gran, I need your and Dad's help with this assignment. We have to make front-of-class presentations on innocence project cases, and I've got the tassie one of Chapel and Neil Fraser, says Gran. That's not a case of innocence. You know that your father has been saying for years that she's guilty of his murder. Yeah, but Dad has to support his mates. I'll bet he hasn't looked at the material I was told to read today. Gran, what was that? I've been reading a speech given in the Upper House in August 2021, along with the papers that were tabled there that evening. There's the outside sound of a garage door shutting, followed by a car door slam and the sound of heavy feet on the floor. Dad comes in. Hello, you two. Good day? Yes, Dad. I've just been talking to Gran about the Neil Fraser case. Dad? Jesus. Why doesn't that woman just vanish with her guilt and at least show some decency to the relatives? Dad? I've got a lot of information here and I want to discuss it with you both. Dad? She's out, son, on parole. So there's no point in going on with it. Better to move on. Dad, that's not what you and Gran have said to me for years. You've always told me that a criminal justice system that covers up its mistakes is not a justice system. It's just corruption. Dad responds. Son, the police did a good job in that case. The top prosecutor handled it in court. The defence was led by a very experienced counsel. The trial judge had lots of experience and later became the chief justice. There's nothing to see here, but there's a group of noisy do-gooders, along with a couple of outsider lawyers who keep barking and want everyone to join them, making a damn silly noise. But Dad... You and Gran have told me about the early 1980s Azaria Chamberlain case, the one of the dingo taking the baby. You know, the one where Azaria's parents were convicted because of bad science and lots of prejudice. They were both later found to be innocent. The dingo did it. Meryl Streep appeared in the film about it, Evil Angels, as the mum. Gran interrupts to let everyone know that dinner is ready. Son sets table. Dad grabs a cold beer. They sit down, eat, and the chat continues. Dad, I know you can change your mind. Remember that case you prosecuted last year? The one where the accused was supposed to have robbed a pizza delivery guy? 
On the day it started, you told me that the accused was clearly guilty. But then you came home and said the judge was pissed off because you pretty much told the jury in your closing address that the evidence pointed to not guilty as the right verdict. Says Dad, All right, all right, I'm not perfect. We'll listen. Okay, so look, the background is really simple. Bob Chappell was murdered on the Four Winds yacht, moored at Hobart on Australia Day 2009. His partner, Sunil Fraser, spent 13 years in prison for his murder. In 2021, papers by lawyers Selby and Etta were tabled in the Tasmanian Parliament. They're the ones I've been reading, and they point to a miscarriage of justice brought about by slipshod police investigation, prosecution and defence shortcomings, and thereafter by a cover-up involving politicians, police and lawyers. From my reading of the evidence that they've gathered in those papers, the following problems, really disturbing problems, come out. There are nine of them. So many is alarming just of itself. None of my teachers allows me this many errors in any of my work. The first of them is that there was inadequate investigation and tunnel vision by police, which led to obvious lines of inquiry being ignored or barely followed up. The second is the police failure to provide to the prosecution that full disclosure of all relevant information that is required in every case. You know, it's very recently that the Baltimore prosecutors in the USA went to their court to have Adnan Syed's conviction overturned. You know, the case made famous on the podcast serial. And they went there because there hadn't been proper disclosure. Same here. Third problem is that there were failures inside the prosecution office to ensure that both their own director who prosecuted in the case and the defence got all the material that was supplied by the police. Fourth problem, false evidence was put before the jury by more than one prosecution witness. Fifth, there's actually a conflict of interest inside the prosecution office in that the personal interests have interfered with the proper conduct of the case in accordance with prosecution guidelines. Six, no one seemed to care about the delay that entailed that the now prisoner, Neil Fraser's application for permission to have a second appeal, that took over three years to make its way through the court. That of itself is a real concern. But then seven, even after that, there were further delays, so that she then waited almost another two years to have that second appeal heard. 
and 8 when that appeal finally got before three appellate judges, although several good appeal grounds were available, that appeal hearing in March 2021 was run on only one issue, for which the only witness, a young woman, was not properly prepared, managed or supported. The result was that during her cross-examination, she and her evidence were abandoned by those who had apparently intended to rely on it. And finally, the ninth problem is is that that appeal court was misled in final submissions by an incorrect answer from the prosecution about the significance of the sighting of another dinghy, a grey dinghy, alongside the chapel's yacht at a critical time during the day. You know, Dad, you've told me since I was a kid that you run cases with the messages and the messengers that you're given. That's both when you've been prosecuting and when you're defending. And that crimes are often the landscape for people who have whole-of-life problems. And, oh, brother, that's so obvious in this case. Because central to this case are the sworn admissions in 2019 of a young woman, the one I mentioned before, her admissions that she was on the Yacht Four Winds that Australia Day with named males and that Bob Chapel was assaulted. She also stated that Neil Fraser was not there. Supporting her claim to have been on the yacht was that she vomited while on its deck and the forensics found a large DNA sample on the deck which was matched to her seven months after Neil Fraser's arrest. Now at the jury trial, that DNA was said by the prosecution to be secondary transfer and a red herring. That is, is that it was left there by some other person who picked it up from the young woman or something that the young woman had handled. However, it's clear that she left it there. It's what is known as a primary transfer. I learned that from the papers I've been reading. I also learned that in 2010, before the jury trial, one of our local forensic scientists thought it was primary left by her too. But he wasn't called by the prosecution to say that. Dad... After reading all this stuff, I can't work out why the young woman was never offered immunity from prosecution. Because if they'd done that, then they could have made proper inquiries about those males that she named in her sworn statements. Dad, are you following all this? 
Gran, are you following it? Both reply that they are following. Dad has now put down his cutlery and his beer and is paying attention to his teenage son. But it's not just the police stuff-ups and the trial stuff-ups. When it came to the second appeal that was heard in 2021, there were issues that should have been taken up that were simply ignored. I've got seven examples of this. And here's the first one. The jury was told that at 5pm on Australia Day that the yacht's dinghy, which was a Zodiac with white and blue trim, was seen at the yacht. That claim was false, completely false. Its falsity was known to both a police officer and a prosecution officer. But the prosecutor wasn't told and neither was the defence counsel. As it happened, that false evidence strongly supported the prosecution case, whereas its absence strongly supported the defence The second issue is, is that once that false evidence is taken away, the evidence of other independent witnesses who saw another dinghy at the yacht corroborates the young woman's sworn admission to having been on the yacht with named males. The third issue is, is that a forensic officer misled the trial court as to the presence of blood in the Four Winds Zodiac dinghy. And she also allowed a highly misleading photograph to be shown to the jury. And she did that when she knew, following her own testing in the laboratory, that there was no evidence of blood in the dinghy. As it happens... The prosecutor at the trial admitted in 2017 that he was ignorant of these falsities by the forensic evidence expert and that he didn't understand the basic scientific principles. As for the defence, they had the necessary laboratory reports that showed there was no blood, but they failed to understand those reports. Now, blood in the dinghy supported the prosecution theory that Neil Fraser disposed of the body in the river using that dinghy. As there was no blood, there's no support for the body disposal theory. The fourth issue is, is that the prosecution alleged that the accused had used the electric winches and ropes on the yacht to get Bob Chappell's body from down below so the accused could then put it into the dinghy to take it away. 
but an expert report not put before the appellate court explained how the relevant winch could not function in that manner. In short, that was something that misled the jurors at trial and about which the appellate court heard nothing. Then number five, there was a red jacket found on the shore. There's no doubt that that red jacket came from the yacht and there's no doubt that Neil Fraser had worn it on many occasions. But the police, having found it, not only failed to bag and tag it, but they then lost it for several days, during which time it was out in the open in a police car park. The jury wasn't told anything about those problems. Neither was the defence. Now, Neil Fraser's DNA and that of several other unidentified persons was found on that red jacket. Now, at the time of testing in early 2009, the young woman's DNA was not in the database. As it happens, the police have never provided any information about whether that 2009 unidentified person's DNA has been tested again with advanced DNA technology or even checked against the DNA of the young woman or those whom she specifically named. There have been repeated requests that it be checked and the police have refused. Dad, don't you think that's kind of strange? But there's more. A prosecution lawyer who had an active role regarding both the evidence about the alleged blood in the dinghy when there wasn't any and the failure to tell both the prosecutor and the defence about the false evidence about the four-wing Zodiac dinghy, that person has played an active role both in resisting Neil Fraser's attempt to be allowed a fresh appeal and then in the prosecution case presented at the 2021 appeal hearing. This is a clear conflict of interest, I would have thought, between their duty as a prosecutor and their personal interest to prevent what seems to be some shortcomings at the trial being revealed. The final concern is that it's clear from the police records that they chose not to properly investigate a spate of recent break-ins to moored yachts. They also failed to check some critical mobile cell phone records and that they failed to follow up reports about the young woman at that time and her known associates. 
Dad, that's what I've got from reading all this material. And it's now over a year since all this material was published. It's overwhelming. But nothing, nothing at all has happened. The courts, the prosecution office, the police, the government are all pretending that none of it exists. Why is that, Dad? Dad? Why? And to you who have listened to this podcast, if a teenager gets it, why don't the adults?